The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss who was number one in the final AP poll in the decade of the 1950s. Last week, we looked at the decade of the 1940s, and we went back actually in time to 1936 and 1949 and discussed who was number one in the final AP poll. In our next podcast, we'll look at the decade of the 1960s. But today, we're looking at who was number one in the final AP poll from 1950 to 1959. Just to catch you up, official records began being kept by the NCAA in 1937. And there are quite a few records that still stand from those early days. But the year before, the Associated Press poll of the AP poll began in 1936. With the sports editors of the AP newspapers voting for the top 20 teams nationally. The final AP poll was selected before the bowl games, before the bowl games from their inception, 1936, all the way up until 1968, with the exception, strangely enough, of 1965. Now, I've always had the utmost respect for the AP poll. It's really what I use to quote when I quote a team's ranking in each one of my podcasts. So I thought it would be interesting to go quickly year by year, starting in 1950 to 1959 in this episode, and look at who was number one in the final AP poll, and offer along the way a few short observations. I mean, if the bowls were played after the final AP poll, couldn't we gain some insight into the final ranking that AP poll selected prior to the bowl games? I mean, bear in mind, with any bowl, there are factors to consider. There's regional bias, there's limited viewpoints, criteria that shifted, and so on. Well, without much ado, here we go. Let's begin. We're going ahead and looking at the decade of the 1950s. So we'll start in 1950. Oklahoma was number one in the final AP poll. They finished the season nine and one. They were nine and one because after the regular season, they were nine and oh, but they played in the Sugar Bowl after the final AP poll and lost to Kentucky. Now, this was a pivotal year because the AP's rival, the United Press, they began their own top 20 poll this year. And that was voted by a panel of coaches, not sports writers like the AP poll was. The two bowls would then go on head-to-head for the next 45 years. But Oklahoma, behind coach Bud Wilkinson in 1950, consensus All-Americans Leon Heath and Jim Weatherall, they posted a 9-0 record in the regular season for the number one spot in the final AP poll. But then they lost in the Sugar Bowl to Kentucky. And Kentucky was led by Bay Pirelli. Now, number two, Army finished 8-0, but they did not play in a bowl. And Kentucky, well, they, remember, they defeated Oklahoma. They finished number seven, 10-1. 1951. 
Tennessee, they finished number one in the final AP poll. They were 10 and one. They were 10 and 0 in the regular season. The AP polls came out, their final rankings, and then they played in the Sugar Bowl and lost to Maryland 28 to 13. Now, Tennessee had raced to a number one ranking on the heels of Bobby Nealon's coaching and Hank Luricella. Coach Biggie Mum's Michigan State Spartans finished number two, but they didn't play in a bowl. And Coach Jim Tatum's Maryland Terrapins, well, they finished number three. They defeated Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl, and they finished undefeated 10-0. 1952, Michigan State, they finished number one in the final AP poll. They were 9-0 and did not play in a bowl. Michigan State had taken over the third week, the number one spot in the AP poll, and they were off to a perfect 9-0 record, undefeated, untied, behind Coach Clarence Biggie Mum. Number two, Georgia Tech finished undefeated as well, 12-0. They did go to a bowl game, unlike Michigan State, and they soundly beat Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl. 1953, the Maryland Terrapins. They were 10-0 at the end of the regular season. They were number one in the final AP poll. They went off to the Orange Bowl, and they lost to Oklahoma. Now, that season, Notre Dame sure looked like they would finish number one in the final AP poll as they led the polls for the first eight weeks behind their Heisman winner, Johnny Leitner. But Maryland, behind the coaching of Jim Tatum and the play of the consensus All-American tackle Stan Jones, made a run of it, and they finished with a 10-0 mark. So they were voted number one in the final AP poll. They went off to the Orange Bowl, where they lost to number four, Oklahoma, who finished with nine wins, one loss, one tie. Number two, Notre Dame. Well, they were undefeated as well at season's end. They didn't play in a bowl. And number three, Michigan State finished nine and one as they had lost to Purdue in midseason, six to nothing. But they went on to the Rose Bowl to defeat UCLA. 1954, the Ohio State Buckeyes were number one in the final AP poll, 10 and 0. They went to the Rose Bowl and they defeated USC 20 to 7. This was the year the two polls split for the first time as Ohio State was number one in the final AP poll, yet UCLA was number one in the UP poll. Now, the two teams did not meet in the Rose Bowl to decide it on field, as everyone would have liked. UCLA had to stay behind. Why? They couldn't play in the Rose Bowl. Why? Because the Rose Bowl had this no-repeat rule, and they had played in Pasadena the year before. So Ohio State coach Woody Hayes had his first AP national championship with a 10-0 record. And the Buckeyes went off to the Rose Bowl, like I said, and defeated USC 20-7. to UCLA? Well, they could not go to the Rose Bowl. They finished 9-0. Did a podcast on this team. They were the UPI national champion, but not the AP national champion. The Bruins led the nation, though, in both scoring and scoring defense. And if that's not enough in consecutive weeks, they defeated Washington 72-0 and Oregon State 61-0. Their defense posted five shutouts in a seven-game stretch. 1955, Oklahoma finished number one in the final AP poll. They were 11-0. They had gone off to the Orange Bowl and defeated Maryland. The Orange Bowl featured the only two undefeated teams. It was number one, Oklahoma, and number three, Maryland. Now, Oklahoma won 20-6 as they were moving forward with their NCAA all-time 47-game winning streak. So they cruised to the number one spot, and they handed Bud Wilkinson the second of three national AP poll titles. 1956, Oklahoma finished number one in the final AP poll. They finished 10-0 and did not play in a bowl game. 
This year was a continuation of Oklahoma's dynasty as they posted a perfect 10-0 record and continued their 47-game winning streak that lasted from 1953 to 1957. They were led by their great center Jerry Tubbs and back Tommy McDonald. The Sooners gave Bud Wilkinson his last AP national title. Tommy McDonald, he never lost a game at Oklahoma. Now, the only undefeated teams that year were Texas A&M and Miami of Florida, but they had one tie. 1957, Auburn was the number one team in the final AP poll. They finished the season 10-0, but they did not play in a bowl game. Again, there was a split vote as the AP selected Shug Jordan's number one Auburn Tiger 10-0. Even though the Tigers were on probation, the UPI, well, the coaches poll, they withdrew Auburn from even consideration, and they went with Ohio State's 9-1 record and Coach Woody Hayes. Now, Ohio State did play in a bowl game. They went to the Rose Bowl, and they defeated Oregon 10-7. 1958, LSU was number one in the final AP poll. They finished 11-0. They went to the Sugar Bowl, where they defeated Clemson. They were led by the All-American back Billy Cannon and a swarming defense. Coach Paul's Dietzel's Tigers took over the number one spot in midseason. That season, the only other undefeated teams had one tie. And there were three of them. It was Army, Auburn, and Air Force. 1959, Syracuse Orange. They were number one in the final AP poll, 11-0. And they went to the Cotton Bowl and defeated Texas 23-14. Coach Ben Schwaltzwalder's Syracuse Orange were undefeated at season's end. They led the nation in scoring. They were six points more than the runner-up. Well, there you have it the teams that finished number one in the final AP poll in the 1950s. Next week, we'll take a look at the teams that finished number one in the 1960s in the final AP poll. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.